Stunt Podcast. Cool. And we're live. You Deserve a Drink is back. I'm joined with Rizzle, as always. And I think we have a really, really nice show in store for everyone. I think to get started, Rizzle, you let me know that this week you were able to scoop a bunch of art from other crypto artists that are on scent, like Skinny and Blackbox.art, as well as MLibT. So I'm super curious what you have to say about this new art that you've scooped and everything that you've done after that. Yeah, man. Uh, you can add uh, Blank and Matthias uh, C to the list as well. I, I I got sucked into the wormhole, man, over the, over the past week or so. Let, let me ask you, when you are, I don't know, when you got the itch or whatever, you're looking to buy crypto art, do you go directly to a certain website? Do you, are there like, do you have like a certain person in mind or, or do you like find stuff like mostly through scent or, or maybe a mix of it all? But like, what's your general approach? Yeah, I guess it's a combination of super rare scent and Twitter for the most part. Um, super rare, like going through their activity feed, it's always cool to see what new art creators have uploaded or what pieces are receiving bids. Uh, scent is also like pretty cool. On any given day when you see a, an artist post about what they, what kind of art they're making lately or maybe they posted on a new marketplace like Known Origin or something where they got listed on Super Rare, uh, that's also it's a really good tool for me to see um, what kind of art is people are starting to share and create. And like, especially for non-Super Rare art marketplaces like Known Origin or like Maker's Place or anything like that, sites that I don't regularly go to and sites that I'm less familiar with, it just it's much easier to to follow the link that the artist gives to those sites. Um, just because it's like discovery on those sites for me is like not optimal. It's not as easy or reliable as Super Rare. Just because everyone on Super Rare, I feel, has been vetted. And then, last but not least, Twitter. There's a lot of artists that are being shared on there, and a lot of the uh, crypto artists that I really, really respect uh, that I follow, they tend to be super great retweeters of good art that other artists that I'm not following are, are sharing. So that's that's another huge discovery funnel. And then I just follow wherever they're uh, selling their work. And if the price is right, and if the art like strikes my fancy, I scoop it like that. So it's pretty simple. Cool. I, it, it's interesting. I my my approach, uh, at least over the past couple of weeks, has been like totally different. I've basically been finding artists that I'm interested in on scent and then like sort of going through that funnel into a multitude of these places that that you've already mentioned i I bought my first piece off super rare from blackbox.art and and i love it but and that was the first time i had really like messed around with super rare from like a buyer's end i had like seen a bunch of other people's posts from super rare and and you know found the site that way but super rare really does a lot of things right well, let me talk about the other ones, man. I got to echo what you're saying. Known Origin and Maker's Place are, are like a nightmare to find people's things on. Their, their search engines don't work very well. And one of my biggest gripes about both of those websites is that as a buyer, there's no great place for me to showcase my stuff on those websites. You basically have to be an artist. Actually, I, I take that back. That might not be entirely true about Maker's Place, but Maker's Place doesn't support Trust Wallet. It, it, it keeps wanting me to link my MetaMask 
And I have MetaMask, but it's on the laptop. I, the artwork that I happen to have through Maker's Place is on Trust Wallet, and, and so it, it just doesn't play nicely, and it takes some additional setup for me to you know, showcase anything. But, but you know, as, as someone who now owns some crypto art, it would be cool if I could just throw a link like I can on Super Rare up there and be like, hey, check out my pieces on Super Rare, Super Rare slash Rizzle, or you know, whatever it en- ends up being. Dude, the other one, Codex Record is is I don't even like understand Codex Record at all. I I mean I I do, but but I feel like that's an even like more complicated, convoluted version of of known origin and everything. But so a lot of the art artists on scent have work spread out throughout all these places, and uh, I I don't know, man. The, the, that's like the one thing I do like about OpenSea is that it sort of consolidates everything that's linked to that wallet address in one place, even though that's just as clunky as, as some of these other websites to navigate. So yeah, Super Rare seems to like have it all together and done it all right. I, I like the fact that they're very selective about you know the artists that they take on and the pieces. So, so one thing I learned like the past couple of weeks is that you know if you take in one of our artists on scent, they have different art on all of these websites, right? So like if I'm looking at, I don't know if Skinny is like a perfect example of this, but just for the sake of my example, like if I want to see Skinny's artwork on Super Rare, you know, maybe he's got 10 pieces up on Super Rare, but he's also got 15 pieces up on Maker's Place and like four pieces up on Known Origin. It was like an unintentional treasure hunt to try and find some of these pieces of artworks that I ended up buying. I got this cool uh, piranha skeleton from uh, Skeety that, that you should check out. Dude, the other problem that I ran into, Mighty Moose, who I do not own a piece of Mighty Moose's artwork yet, but I have been stalking his stuff. So, you know, eventually I'll, I'll get there. But the one thing that he does right that seriously, I feel like everyone should take note of on scent is that in his profile, he's got links to all of his stuff Everybody else, uh, maybe not everybody else, maybe a couple people have links somewhere, but most of these other artists have art all over the place. And I'm just basically punching in Skinny or Matthias. And, and you know, some of our artists whose artwork I love, uh, I, I'm going to use Sponson Art as an example because she knows I love her and I own a couple of her pieces. But, dude, Sponson Art, her shit is spelled differently on every single website. In one, it's like spontaneert. In one, it's like spontaneart. In one, it's like spontaneert. And so without like direct links on her profile, I can't find her shit. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm like, you know, going on a scavenger hunt. Matthias is, is guilty of the same thing. Blackbox.art is blackbox art in some places. So, you know, I guess I guess this is like my public service uh, announcement for people on scent. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm like trying to give you people <laughs> my money, but I can't find your shit. I, and so I feel like adopting some sort of standard format like Mighty Moose has with just links to their art in different places could also like, uh, you know, help us as collectors out <laughs> a little bit in, in standardizing their, their profiles. But um but it, it's cool, man. I, I sort of have been going from the angle where I really wanted to just own. So I've seen uh, a lot of these artists on scent. Matthias is, is one of them. His uh, process gifts are amazing. Like the, the amount of time he puts into these rubber stamp creations. 
you know, I, I've interacted with him a bunch of times and I'm like, man, I, I really should own a piece of this guy's art. And finally, like one jumped out at me that I really like and I, I scooped it up. And then it's called like Error 002, something like that. It's most of his are grayscale. They're like black and white and, and stuff. And this one was pink and black mostly and, and gray. And Lazarus had actually posted about it and he had picked it up and I, I jumped right on board with that. And then got to perusing a bunch of uh, Matthias's stuff and, and found out that his, his stuff is spelled differently <laughs> everywhere, too. Blank is another one. I feel like I've seen his stuff a million times. I picked up one of his 8-bit creations. Blackbox.art was really cool. It's like a very abstract one. Um, but it's, it's interesting, man, to see that your approach is, is totally different. I noticed since we last talked, at least two other people, I want to say M. T and X Copy and, and possibly one or two others that I'm forgetting, now have their own social money that they're fooling around with and everything. Did you see that? And, and curious to know like what you think about that phenomenon starting to take off a little bit more. Oh yeah, M. T with the bloody percentage. And then, yeah, X Copy was the other one that I noticed with Doom coming out. The thing that I like about NLibT that at least initially differentiates him from Connie, on the other hand, is that it looks like NLibT is a little bit more selective in terms of how he's distributing his um, bloody percentages. But I think it's really interesting to have a larger group of people play around with this initial distribution because there's going to be some artists that find approaches that are really novel and interesting uh, that like, for example, we could take and, and implement within our project uh, or other people can take and, and implement in their own way to help spin up more of a community because right now, if nothing else, it's a great way to incentivize the community to get more active with you and really uh, in, engage with you uh, upfront at a very low cost to yourself. Uh, so there's a lot of initial small learnings in the community uh, sphere that I think these social currencies enable. And the more people that try new exciting shit, uh, the more value that everyone else in the space can take away because they're able to, to easily imitate and copy those learnings. So that's what has me most excited about that. I'm glad I asked you uh, what you think, because I, I feel like this this is like your attitude of things being battle tested versus like my attitude, which is like viscerally, the it's getting filled with shit. <laughs> and, and not knocking uh, <laughs> X-Copy or MLibT or, or what any of these people are doing. Uh, it, it's just, the you know, the pool is starting to get diluted. And, and you know, I, I don't know, I guess it's just the cynic in me. I'm like, Someone's going to come around uh, or multiple people are going to come around and, and the, the value of all these coins, I feel like, and, and some of it does have to do with distribution and selective distribution and everything. But I'm like, all it takes is one artist to come in, just give away a shitload of their tokens that are worth extra editions of their copy. And, and I feel like that undercuts the whole thing. And, and I, I guess my fear is, or is that what's going to happen is that artists are basically going to end up working for free or, or doing a whole lot of legwork for free. Because even if M. Libti's being really selective about who he gives his stuff to, if I'm just trying to get some skin in the game and acquire some crypto art, well, maybe like so-and-so is not, and they're just throwing stuff around and extra additions around and everything. This this is the battle testing part of, of people tinkering around and figuring out what, what works, which I love all that stuff. 
But uh, I don't know. I, I just thinking about what, what I was saying the other week, and I'm like, man, here's here's two more big ones jumping on board. If I'm an artist, do I need to figure out uh, how to get on get involved and roll and and you know come up with creative ideas to you know distribute this stuff? Which you know I, I you could argue is art in itself in in some capacity. You know you know figuring out these creative ways and and sort of setting the stage for this new type of interaction. Yeah, what do you think? Well, I mean, sort of like what I mentioned, I, I really think this is like a very interesting exercise in community building. Of course, like the long-term implications are that this novel value will be created that early adopters plus the artists themselves stand to benefit from. But right now, it's just a really cool acknowledgement that the community is everything, and especially early community uh, around these creators. And I think the linkages with that, number one, I'm, I'm not sure if you follow, there's, I'm not sure if she's an analyst or what exactly her position at Anderson Horowitz is, but this, there's this lady, her name is Legion. Uh, a couple weeks ago, she co-published this thought-provoking article called The Passion Economy. And then today on Twitter, she released a little tweet storm talking about this community as a service concept and how creators and their fans have this kind of symbiotic relationship and how tools are getting created in the space, largely powered by crypto, where creators and the fans are able to benefit from, from one another's engagement in a way that, at least up until now, people have not been uh, able to easily accomplish. Again, like in the future, I, I see the power of community being central to anything that happens. And especially on Scent, I just love this little community that we have. We don't necessarily need these creator coins or anything fancy within Scent to kind of tap into the value of this community. Joel, coming back onto the platform after an extended absence, I think highlighted that really well by reaching out yesterday and saying that, hey, I have a target where if any of my fans really want to hear one of my another from blockchain to Netflix episode, well, we got to raise 20 bucks uh, as a little community and then I'll do an episode. And very quickly, he was able to get 20 bucks. And that's off the strength of this mini community that he was able to form around himself by putting in a year of really, really solid and consistent creative output. It just goes to show that this community that we're able to spin up around us as creators is super valuable. The community benefits because they're able to easily provide value to a creator so that they can in turn provide the value that the, the fans are looking for back, which is the creative output, right? Again, like getting back to the cryptocurrency or the social currency rather, it's just another exercise in allowing people or providing people a mechanism to spin up this valuable community so that you're able to pull on it and extract the value when you really need that value. Yeah. Your term proof of fandom uh, was, was well received after uh, one of our previous podcasts. And, and yeah, man, I, I feel like it, it does. The whole thing is very fascinating. The direction it's heading, I'm just like, you know, where do I get Joel coins for listening to his thing? And, and are we going to have to start distributing like you deserve a drink uh, tokens? <laughs> and like, uh, you know, where, where does it end and how many, how much scrolling do I want to do through my wallet to find the, the obscure coins that have are starting to come from everything? I mean, those those are all questions that each community needs to kind of ask itself. I, I just, again, like it's another, another tool in the toolkit of people within a community and creators that have communities around them 
I think sometimes it could make sense, right? But like to your point, like it, it adds a mental burden and just like a, an ease of use burden to to people within the community if they have to keep track of all these different tokens. I think Joel highlights like a walk around. Think if you've already spun up a sizable community, you don't need to do that to extract, begin extracting value uh, because you've already found a method or at least um, a way of doing things where both sides are able to benefit. If you're able to get consistent, decent investment uh, in, in, in you, yourself, and your creative output and your creative output's future, well then like, why do you need to add another like a, a token to that? I don't think you do need to do that right now, right? Um, but per- perhaps if some, someone else proves out a different use case for it where it does make sense, I mean, the conversation changes. Totally. No, I, I mean, it's, that's the rub, right? It's like, is your shit good enough that you don't need a gimmick? Or on the flip side of things, your shit is really good and you, or the right gimmick will get you the exposure that you're looking for. How about uh, any posts on Scent stuck out to you uh, th- this past week or anything uh, going on in the community? Well, dude, there's a lot. I mean, I already referenced Joel, but I'm really excited to see what he does in the weeks ahead. His his critique of seating in particular was really, I mean, it's on point. And I think if he waits a couple of weeks, he and everyone else will be really excited with what we're planning on rolling out in terms of updates. I was super stoked to see Clay Cal 303 pop in with a post showing the fruits of his 3D software learning. But then the overall t- uh, trend uh, of people talking about the milestones that they reached over the past couple of weeks, that's kind of like stuck out to me as a, a broader trend. And it's just, it's awesome to see other users start to rack up like hundreds of followers. Like I know I don't use a pick is around the 200 follower count. Mighty Moose passed 500 followers. Spontanert passed 300 followers and posted about it. Demon Tiger past 200 followers and, and that's awesome. And then Syncos is coming up on 10 months on Scent and with some significant earnings. It's just really cool to see how people putting in the time and the effort and, and constantly upskilling themselves to make themselves better and to keep producing cool, thoughtful, valuable shit. It is just the best trend. How about you? Yeah, there are a couple posts. New-ish user at Misfit had a How Far We've Come post talking about coinage. And then uh, j- just like a few hours ago, right before we logged on, uh, another new user, Arthur Mad 82 made a post about like the literal value of money and how he actually like buys boxes of pennies and sifts through them to find ones that have been overlooked that have like additional value to people. And uh I don't know if you've seen um, Adam Sandler's like most recent stand-up thing, but he he's got this like great song in it that's like goofy, but it's about how he can't go anywhere without his like phone, wallet, and keys and everything. And that's what uh, both of these posts reminded me of because I I really feel like you know with cryptocurrency and everything, you know our kids are going to be looking at us like dinosaurs by the time uh, we're our age, and and we tell them that we used to pay for things with like metal. And paper, it just uh, you know puts into perspective how like antiquated that whole concept was, and, and you know bring it back to the the Adam Sandler thing. Um, I you know I I've been waiting this whole time to just be on phone. I want like everything. My keys should be on my phone. My everything in my wallet should be on my phone. 
so that we're not dragging around coins and, and paper money and keys and like all this shit. We have the technology to put it all in one place and, and not be bogged down with, uh, you know, junk in our pockets. You know, both, both of those posts were, were really cool. Basically just where, where we're coming from and, and where we're going. So in order to squeeze in the, the, the last part of You Deserve a Drink, which is centerpiece, where we highlight like our, our absolute favorite uh, post of the last week, I'll, I'll just go real quick. It, it was from a new user, uh, Alex the Rookie. And I, I just love seeing new users who come out strong posting like something that's like stops me in my tracks. Uh, not necessarily super profound. But Alex, the rookie's first post, first day on set, he posted a picture of uh, Montenegro, which is like super cool, faraway place. It has like a lot of like luxurious associations in my mind and the picture is just stunning. And I hope to see more posts about life in Montenegro or his why he's there. It was really cool to see another new user hop on board posting cool shit. What was your uh, centerpiece this week? I just wanted to agree with you, man. The, the the cultural posts from places that I'm not familiar with are definitely some of my favorite stuff on scent. I was going to make my centerpiece the local community and its economy post by user AGFNZN10 uh, about, again, the, the incubation period in, in Venezuela that's going on and, and the different things that, that that has spawned. But I for the centerpiece... I think I'm gonna, I got to go with at Love Art Hate his futurism post only because not only because the the post is really funny you can tell that this dude really really knows his stuff and I'm like this guy is just constantly fucking around with all of us right he's playing games with us we're in his world and he's just sort of goofing around uh, with his posts but some of his posts and and this one I don't know why it stuck with me uh, really make me pause and think like can a post on social media be art in itself like obviously he's using this as a way of expressing his art but he's got a way with words he's got a way with pictures he finds inventive ways to post and use the platform and i'm like you know that to me that can be art in itself too which I guess I'd never really like seen too much before or it never really struck a chord with me before I ran into love art hate just because I feel like he's constantly like messing with all of us. And, and I like, um, so, uh, that's, that's my centerpiece. I definitely like to think of love art hate as like the very first performance artist on scent. Like I feel like he has a couple of different like characters. There's some like Andy Kaufman esque quality to how he interacts in, in some of his characters, which is really cool. Like it's all deadly serious sometimes, but you can tell it's just like so much trollful intent, but not in like a negative way. I really I love him and I, I love that. Post. Cool. Well, we gotta wrap this up before Zoom wraps up the call for us. So it was another awesome. A conversation, man. I, I love these talks. I, I hope that we can do them more frequently uh, heading forward because I, there's just so much to talk about uh, in any given week. Totally. I agree 100%, man. It's, it's always a pleasure. All right, man. Well, we'll talk again next week.
پادکست